sun comes up I'm driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back. Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I got to see. I got to look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408 414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my Daryl Spicer. Yes, sir, Gary Raven. Here we are in the cab again. In the cab again, on the road again. On the road again. Oh, we better not sing no, that. No, you don't want us to sing. <laughs> I do have a They'll song. They'll be turning that dial off real quick. I do have a song I wrote called On the Road. Yes, you do. But we're not going to play that today. We're no. going to play James Payne music because yeah. James Payne is going to be our speaker today. He preached a message called Footprints at Your Home Church. Yes, he did, this past January. Which is also his home church. Yes, it is. Yeah. Tell us about the message. Well, it's called Footprints, and he's going to give you some testimony of when he preached this message out in Texas about 17 or 18 years ago when this message flopped. <laughs> he thought it did, but he didn't know what God was using the message for. So he brought this message back because he found out God's word does not return void. Amen. And you're going to hear part of this uh, testimony of how that happened. Also, when he spoke that day, he spoke a prophecy of our church. Our church has been in the process of really trying to sell the property that we're at. We have bought 55 acres just at exit 70 there on I-24 because our pastor has a vision that we're going to build a, a church that's going to serve the people a lot better than what we can at where we're located because we can't build the extra buildings we need to feed the homeless and to help the families in our community. So we've purchased this property several years ago and we've been praying for our property to sell. Well, it has sold. Since January, this message was preached. We've had a buyer to purchase part of our property. And James said this church, our church, was going to grow and it's going to do great things in the community. And that was part of the prophecy of this message. So this is eight months later and we're moving on. I'm just excited because the footprints. Well, it's, it is a great message, footprints, and we're going to share that with you. But first, man, I tell you, I've got to put on some music by James Payne because the reason is I love his music. That's the reason. That's right. And I think you drivers are going to love it too. So we appreciate you allowing us to ride along with you in the cab. And turn your radio in right now because James Payne has got a great song just for you.
There's a white frame church outside of town Sunday night when the sun goes down Get out to fiddle and rosin the board Church starts rocking in the Holy Ghost Flat top guitar and the bright bass Playing every verse of amazing grace Joy of the Lord fills up the place When the bluegrass band begins to play Smoking gospel grass Playing every note like it will be their last Old songs do songs so and fast Smoking gospel grass Smoking gospel grass Sister Mary and Brother Lyle might dance a two-step down the aisle Brother Bob and Peggy Sue been known to shout a time or two The little church sits down on the coming road If you ever get the chance to go Swear you enter the pearly gates When the bluegrass band begins to play Smoking gospel grass Playing every note like it will be their last Old songs, new songs, slow and fast Smoking gospel grass Smoking gospel grass Smoking gospel grants Playing every note like it will be their last Old songs, new songs, slow and fast Smoking gospel grass Smoking gospel grass Smoking gospel grass Play me out, boys. I know you enjoyed that, and now you're really going to enjoy this message today by James Payne. About 17 years ago, I, I preached this message in a church in Texas, and it just, it, it just wasn't successful at all. It was so bad. Nobody said amen. Nobody really got with me. So I just retired this message, and I, and I said I, I'll never preach that message again. And then I was back in that same city uh, about... 15 years later, and a young uh, African-American girl walks up to me, and she said, do you remember me? And I said, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't. She said, uh, I was in your service uh, 15 years ago, and you preached, and she told me the title of this message, uh, Stepping Into Your Blessing. And she said, that, that particular night, uh, you encouraged us. She said, I, I was uh, from the poor side of town, but I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to go to medical school. And that night you preached about taking a step of faith. She said, I'd worked all summer, and I'd saved up right at $1,000. And she said, uh, that was not enough to get into, into, into college, much less medical school. And she said, you were taking up an offering to help the church put in a septic system of the church because it had gone bad and the church didn't have the money. She said, so I brought that money, all that I had, and I gave it that night. And she said, then you also encouraged us to go get some insoles and write the promise of God on 
those insoles and put them in our shoes and believe that God would help us as we walked in faith to receive a miracle of God. Now, I know that sounds crazy. And she said, uh, that night I did exactly what you said. And she said, now I am a doctor in the largest hospital in New York City. She's, wait, wait a minute, there's more. She said, you know Robin Gibbons, the woman on Good Morning, is it Good Morning America she's on that had leukemia? She said, I'm her doctor. I am a blood specialist. She said, I wore those insoles all through college that I went to on a scholarship. I graduated with honors, got scholarship to medical school, and God helped me to be a doctor. So you know what I did? I came home and I pulled that message out of the mothballs and dusted it off. And I said, God, if it would work for this girl in Texas, it'll work for River of Life in Nashville, Smyrna, Tennessee. If it'll work for that girl, it'll work for you. I believe God wants us to step into a blessing this year that we've never stepped into in all of our life. I believe God is leading our church somewhere we've never been before. And while some may fall by the wayside and miss what God is doing, I'm not one of those. I have keen insight on what God is doing in our church. And I refuse to turn aside from the path that God is leading us on as a body of people. If you want to walk with me, if you want to walk with this church, if you want to go where God wants us to go, I want you to say, Hallelujah. Come on. I want you to clap your hands and say, Jesus, I'm going to step into my blessing. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 18, we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen, they are eternal. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. As long as you're walking by sight, you're never going to walk into the blessing God has for you. You have to start walking by faith. When God speaks to you, you have to step out on that faith. Last Sunday morning, I was at another church in Gallatin. It was their 14th anniversary as a church. Before I went to church, God spoke to me. He said, now they're going to want to take an offering for you today, but don't let them do it. He said, you take an offering for the pastor of the church that's been there 14 years, and you plant the first $1,000 seed. That wasn't what I was wanting to hear. I've been off all of December. I haven't received offering all my mission support around the world. I got to keep it going. I wasn't wanting to hear about what God wanted me to do. I wanted God to tell me what he was going to do. But there was a musician in that service that, that joined me and planted a $1,000 seed. And I got a text from him yesterday, and he said, Monday morning, I got an unexpected miracle of $13,000 that I would have never received had I not stepped out in faith and did what God told me to do. Somewhere in New York this morning, there's a medical student out of Texas that heard the Word of God, stepped out on the Word of God, went through medical school, and became a successful person because she believed although she was from the wrong part of town, although she was from across the tracks, she believed that God could bring her to Main Street and bless her and she stepped out by faith and she stepped out into the blessing of God and ladies and gentlemen, I didn't come to church to visit with you this morning. I didn't come for a social gathering. I come here to tell you about a Jesus that's still on the throne that has a word that is absolute infallible that will work and we can have what God wants us to have. We can do do what God wants us to do, and we can be what God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To, to illustrate this message, I brought some footprints with me today. All right. Okay. Now, there's three references in Scripture that I want to give to you quickly, and, uh, and, 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 and I hope I just gave them to them in the... In the control room, so hopefully they're on the screen. But God called Abraham in Genesis 12 to come out from his father's house and to go to a land that he had never been to before. How many of you remember that story? And he took his nephew Lot with him, and they reached a place where he and Lot had to separate. 
You know, one of the things that used to bother me when I pastored a church, we had over a thousand people. What used to bother me is every time God was ready to take us to a new level, there were some people that couldn't go with us. And I loved those people, but they couldn't go with us because they were not accustomed to walking to where they had never walked before. There, there are people sometimes that get preacher religion or celebrity religion instead of Christ religion. And they start following a, a person a, or a pastor or they start following a celebrity and they're not following Christ. Oh, that's, a lot, that's a really good preacher, Brother Payne. That's a lot better preaching than they shouting, Brother Payne. It sure is. In Genesis, the uh, 13th chapter, beginning in verse 14, it said, There came a time, and Lot separated from Abram. And God said to Abram, Open your eyes. You know, disappointment and discouragement can close your eyes to the things of God. He said, Look around, north, south, east, and west. Everything you see, the whole land spread out before you. I will give it to you and your children forever. I will make your descendants like the dust, uh, counting your descendants will be impossible as counting the dust. Now, listen to this. On your feet. Hello? On your feet. On your feet. In other words, get up and walk through this country. The length and the breadth, I'm giving it to you. See, there's a difference I didn't ask y'all to get up. I was t- preaching here about Abram. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Boy, that's good preaching when you can get that kind of response and not even ask for it. Listen, I- I'm going to give you a real good point here. Sometimes separation <laughs> determines acceleration. In other words, sometimes you got to separate from some things and some people in order to go where God wants you to go. People will hold you back, and people will hinder you, and that's what happened here. Abram had a promise, but he had a nephew with him that, that didn't believe the promise, and so God had to separate them. And then he said, Abram, I know you've lost a good friend, but don't sit around crying. Get up. Get on your feet. There's a land to be conquered. Could I say to my home church of River of Life this morning... It's not time to sit around. It's time to get up. We're a church on the move. We're a church going somewhere. Come on, church. We are a church of vision. We're a church of promise. Get up on your feet. Don't worry about the ones that have fallen by the wayside. Bless their heart. We love them, but we're not going to stop and and let them hinder us from going where God wants us to go. If if this whole church don't follow God, it's not going to stop me. After Abram, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24, God said this again to to Moses. He said, every place where the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness of Lebanon to the river of Euphrates, even unto the uttermost parts of the coast. There shall no man be able to stand before thee, for the Lord your God shall lay fear of you and dread you upon uh, all those in the land where you're going And they shall not be able to come against you. Did you know Moses never walked in that promise? And so in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, God has the shortest obituary in history. Moses, my servant, is dead. Well, I, I guess now, you know, I'll just give up. No, Moses is dead, but God's still alive. (laughs) Moses is dead, but God's promise is the same. Things change, but God's promise is the same. People change, but God's promise is the same. And notice what God's plan was here. Uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. In other words, get up. Get up. And go over this Jordan. I'm going to tell you something. You never possess what you refuse to pursue. You'll never have what you're unwilling to go after. As I studied about footprints and about the soles of your feet, I've got four German shepherds. 
One of them woke me up this morning, standing on my chest. He's 90 pounds. And he looks right in my face every morning. Lori, I tell you, he looks in, in my face, and, and I know it's time to get up. If I brought him to this church this morning, he could track me going upstairs. He could track me in that back room. You see, in the bottom of your feet, there's sweat glands, and, that, and, it, and, and, and it, right everywhere I'm walking this morning, my dog could track me by my smell. You see, there's something about faith that causes God to be able to track us. When we're walking in faith, we're leaving footprints behind us that says somebody that believed God went this way. Somebody came at this property at some point and walked around this property before there was ever a building here, before there was ever chairs or a parking lot. Somebody, probably Brother Johnny and some maybe one elder or something, came on this property and walked on this property and they put footprints of faith on this property. And now there's a church and people being saved, delivered and set free because somebody walked on this property in faith. We got 52 acres four miles down that road that we got people walking on right now. There's footprints of faith already left there. You know what that says? All the devils that were there have backed up. They've given up. Amen. They know we're coming. They don't want us to come. We may be delayed, but we won't be defeated. We're on our way and praise God, we're going to get there. I said we're going to get there by faith, by the word of God, by standing on God's promises. We're going to get there. I said we're going to get there. Well, Brother Payne, this building is adequate. No, it's not. We don't ever build for what we have. We build for what's coming. God knows there's something coming down the road. God's trying to take us to a place we've never been before. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, God sent me here for these three services to preach you so full of faith that it'll come out your ears. God sent me here to preach you so full of faith that you'll grab a water gun and walk into hell and say, I have arrived and I'm not being defeated any longer. I'm not backing up, giving up, or giving in. I know what God said, and I'm standing on it. Oh, I can't get no help in this Methodist church this morning. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. If you study the history of Israel, those people of promise, they wore sandals. On their left sandal, they carved on the bottom of their sandal with the sharp object the name of their enemy. On their right sandal, they carved the promise of God. And everywhere they walked in that sand, they left an imprint of their enemy. And they left an imprint of the promise of God. Look, I've got some footprints here this morning. On this left one is sin. On this right one is salvation. On this left one is unbelief. On that right one is faith. On this left one is, is facts. On this right one is truth. On this left one is discouragement that brings sickness. On this right one is encouragement that brings healing. On this left one is addiction. On this right one is deliverance. On this left one is containment. On this right one is next level. On this left one is disobedience. On that right one is obedience. On this left one is divorce. On this right one is restoration. On this left one is breakdown. On this right one is breakthrough. Yes. On, this, on this left one is lack. On this right one is abundance. Yes. On this left one is poverty. On this right one is prosperity. Yes. On this left one is debt. On that right one is debt free. Yes. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. We're called to walk by faith. I'm going to tell you, when I, when I stepped into salvation, when I said I believe Jesus saved my soul, I wasn't perfect. I was far from perfect. But every time I went to church, I left a footprint that said sin is under my feet and salvation has been claimed. Hallelujah. I said unbelief is under my feet and I'm walking by faith. Oh, I said facts are under my feet and the truth has set me free. Oh, come on, church. I'm talking about walking by faith. I'm talking about standing on the promise of God. I'm talking about claiming the promise of God and refusing to back up. That doctor in New York put in her left shoe, lack of money. 
She put in her right shoe, medical school. She left that church, went to Walgreens and bought insoles and put them in her shoes. And from that day forward, she said, I don't have any money, but I'm going to be a doctor. I don't have any money, but I'm going to be a doctor. I don't have any money, but I'm going to be a doctor. Why? Because that preacher said that God could do anything. And if God can do anything, I can go to medical school and I can be a, oh, come on church. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know. The economy may say you can't have a house, but I challenge you, get you some insult. Say lack of money, house. Lack of money, house. You don't have a job. I'll buy you some insoles. Praise God. We'll put them in your shoes. Oh, no money, good job. No money, good job. I preached this in Louisiana. Woman had a husband, alcoholic, 25 years. Abusive drunk told her, I'll never go to church. She went, got some insoles, wrote on the bottom of them, under where he couldn't see them. She wrote, alcohol addiction on the left one. She wrote, child of God, saved by the blood on the right one and put him in his shoes, his work shoes. So every time he went to work, he was putting that addiction under one foot. And that, uh, oh, now listen, it took 14 days. She, she told me it took 14 days after she put those in his shoes until he wore those same boots down the back aisle of that church, down the aisle, and knelt there at that altar and gave his heart and life to Jesus. And today, he's one of the best members of that church in Louisiana. Why? Because somebody believed that God could do anything, and they walked out by faith and claimed the promise of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel Holy Ghost power in this service this morning. I feel revival spirit in the air. Listen, if you miss these services, you don't deserve a blessing. If you're too lazy to come to church, you don't deserve a blessing. See, the difference in Abraham's generation and this generation Abraham was willing to walk out on the promise of God. Joshua was willing to walk out on the promise of God. This generation said, well, if the Lord want me to have it, he'd bring it over to the house. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The average person, I'm talking about that. Now, some of you won't qualify for average, but some of you will. If you've got an app on there, there's a, an app you can put on it to count your steps. Anybody got one of those on your phone to count your steps? All right, you'll average about 7,000 steps a day if you're average. That means 3,500 times a day I'm putting the devil under my feet and stepping out on the promise of God. Hallelujah. Listen. I put an insole in my right shoe when I was $1.2 million in debt that said debt in my left shoe. I put one in my right shoe that said debt-free. In 12 months, I paid every dime to everybody I owed them. And for the last 30 years, I've got in both shoes now debt-free. Oh, don't patty cake. You're going to clap, clap. You know, just forget about it. Come on. I believe the Lord's saying to some of us this morning, it's time for you to get up. You're talking about a new year. For some people, it's just going to be another year. It's only new when things change. It's only new when we do something different. It's only new when we go where we hadn't been before. Up to that point, it's just another year. I I determine every year we're going to go where we've never gone, do what we have never done. You know, your feet's mentioned 220 times in the Bible. 64 chapters, 39 books of this Bible talks about feet. Your feet has 27 bones, 33 joints, 19 muscles, 107 ligaments. 
They have the highest concentration of sweat glands in your body, and they're covered by the thickest skin on your body. And how many of you know, if you can put a gravel in your shoe, and it doesn't matter how the rest of you feels. You see, the same thing is true when you're trying to walk by faith, and you got something in your life that's bugging you. Every step you take, you got unforgiveness. Every step you take, you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable right now while I'm preaching. You see, I believe the Holy Spirit is saying this morning, it's time for us to get up. Step out on the promise of God. Do something we've never done. Go where we've never gone. Be what we've never been. I haven't even got past my first page in notes. Unbelievable. I was on an airplane one time. And the man next to me asked me what I did for a living. I said, I travel around the world, preach the gospel. People get born again. He said, man, that sounds exciting. Tell me more. I told him about being on television. Told him, he said, man, that sounds exciting. He said, all I ever did was walked on the moon. It was Buzz Aldrin. I felt like crawling under my seat. He said, when I stepped on the moon, my church had given me a little communion set. He said, as soon as my first footprint was on the moon, I stopped, took out that communion set, and had communion right there on the moon. You know why? Nine years after John F. Kennedy said we're going to the moon, man stepped out on the moon. Where can we be as a church nine years from right now if we just decide we're going to follow God? God, where where you want us to go, we're going to go. What you want us to do, we're going to do. Amen. I want to give you quickly before I close a report. Uh, Three years ago, I met with Inspiration Television Network and the production company there. And I said, I believe if we produce programs to reach out to the lost, we could get people saved. The first year, we had 115,000 saved. The second year, we had 317,000 saved. Uh, In 2017, we had 1,018,079 souls saved. And that's a picture of a crowd of 1 million people. Lord, does that excite you? What can be done when you just believe God and step out on the promise of God? And that was from over 235 countries around the world. Brother Darrell and I, next weekend we'll be in Florida because of rig ministry that he's a great part of. There's 8 million truck drivers in the United States. And Brother Darrell's part of a ministry that reaches out to truck drivers because God saved an old truck driver by the name of Gary Rayburn. And now 17,000 CDs a month are sent out to truck stops and rest areas and places across the United States. And there's not a day goes by that calls don't come in from people that are being born again. Why? Because somebody had a vision. Brother Gary didn't have the money, but he stepped out on the Word of God and God brought the money. Oh, come on, church. God's waiting for somebody. I was excited about the prayer. The lady that has a prayer had one last week but had ten. If she just keeps on, it'll grow. Why? Because God wants his people to pray. Hallelujah. Uh, That minister said to me that night, said, your music and your ministry go around the world. Uh, Our song, The Flag, just went number one on Cashbox and Christian Voice. That makes my 58th number one song. Come on. Why? Because I stepped out on the Word of God. 2017, tons of rice were purchased to feed 1,000 kids three meals a day, $1,000 per ton each month. We did that because we could believe God for it. We're an extension of River of Life. You might ask you what kind of church River of Life is. Say, well, we got an evangelist, won over a million souls last year. We've got an evangelist that comes and goes out of our church that feeds hungry people all over the world. We drilled four freshwater wells, $2,000 a well, so that children could be saved by not having to drink contaminated water. $2,200 or $2,000 a well. River of life. 
did that. I'm here because of you. You prayed for me and God sent me. We bought bicycles, $150 each for missionaries that graduated. 175 graduated from the Bible College we worked with in India so that they could ride that bicycle for $100 a month. We can support them totally, and they can go out and raise up churches and get people saved. That's River of Life Church. Anybody ask you about this church, you say, I go to the greatest church, amen, in Smyrna, Tennessee. I'm part of the greatest church. We got the greatest bishop. We got the greatest music. We got the greatest pastor. And we got the greatest evangelist, bless God. He's doing something for God. Every day last week, I was on television preaching to over 200 different countries. Every day last week. Yesterday morning, I woke up and and I was preaching on television. I turned the channel. I was preaching on another channel. We just had a crusade in Trinidad. This left picture is me preaching on Sunday morning. That's the altar service on the right side over an hour and a half just praying for people. That's river of life. We left footprints this year in Trinidad. We left footprints in India. We left footprints all across the United States through our messages on rig ministries. Isn't that right, Brother Darrell? Come on. Amen. My message is bring in money for, river, for, for rig ministries almost every month. People roll up in, in, uh, in that little town where their headquarters is, and truck driver said, I was driving down the road listening to that, and I had to bring you $1,000. Isn't that right, Brother Darrell? I'm not telling you. I'm telling you. That's River of Life Church. Hallelujah. My wife went and bought uh, storybook Bibles and, 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 sto- and, and Bible storybooks for kids. These kids fell in love with Lori. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And I fell in love with her all over again, just seeing her compassion for those people there. Amen. I'm giving you a report. One night I preached the lights out. We were in the most dangerous part of Trinidad. Right here on the left side, they started holding up their, their cell phones. Amen. On that right side, and Lori was there, she'll tell you with her hands raised, that whole church came around the altars. I'm talking about hundreds and thousands of people came around that altar. And for one solid hour, they stood with their hands raised, praying in the Spirit, and not one person left. And there was such a glory of God in that place that you could hardly stand. Come on. I, are you listening to me? I, that's River of Life. We left our footprints in that, in that country. Whew. What a great church we have. What a great group of people we have. You know how I got to where I am in ministry? I took that first step. I wasn't raised like Brother Aaron in a Christian family. Nobody in my family has ever been saved until I got saved. And most of them been saved watching me on television. They knew what a heathen I was. Said, God save him, save anybody. <laughs> Amen. I went to family reunion one year with the filth of Jack Daniels. I went the next year with the Bible. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Show me that next slide. These are kids we feed in the Philippines. $1,000 a month we send to feed kids in the Philippines. That's the result of it. Footprints in the Philippines. We walk by faith, not by sight. What's that right there worth, ladies and gentlemen? Church in North Carolina, Kingdom Life Church, Pastor Marvin Harrell. We went to him. He was in a little storefront, seat about 50 people. You could almost stand on the platform, touch the back wall. I challenged them to get out of there. And to buy a building. He went out, found the building, didn't have any money, walked around the parking lot. Wasn't no way to get the building, but we got the building. They remodeled the men and came in there, remodeled the building, didn't have any chairs. I found somebody that would sell us chairs. So we took the money, $8,500, and we bought brand new chairs and we put them in that church. Last Sunday morning, seven people walked out of those chairs and gave their heart and life to Jesus. The Sunday before, 14 people walked out of those chairs and gave their heart and life to Jesus. Because Jesus told me if I would put chairs in that church, he would bless me and bless everybody that helped me put them there. Bless your heart. I'm talking about footsteps of faith. (laughs) 
Wells, $2,000. Rice, $1,000 a month. Feeding children in the Philippines, $1,000 a month. Bicycles, $150. Support for student uh, pastors, $100 a month. Chairs for churches, $35 each. The reason I'm saying that right now, I've got a church that the hurricane wiped out in Florida, one of the prayingest, most powerful churches I've ever been in. And they've come in and they've remodeled and, and, they, and the men have, you know, have painted. And, and now I got a call and they said, can you help us? We, we've got everything except a place to sit. I thought for a moment, well, I wouldn't put a place there because that's the worst thing can happen when people sit down. But I know how church people are, so we got to have a place for them to sit down. And they said, can you help us? I said, I'm preaching revival this week. I'm going to tell the people we need, uh, uh, we need uh, uh, 200 chairs, and they're $35 each, and that's $7,000. I'm going to tell the people, and I'm going to see if they feel like I feel. Maybe you can buy one chair. Maybe you can buy 10 chairs. Maybe you can buy all the chairs. I don't know. How many of you excited about what God's doing around the world through this ministry? Are you excited enough to help me? I said, are you excited enough to help me? My church lets me come and preach one time a year here uh, and start my revival here each year. They, they let me, you know, preach here and tell you what we're doing. You just see us coming in and out, but you don't, some of you see us on television, but you don't know what's happening. I'm going to ask you this morning if you'll help me. This is the Word of God. Two Testaments, 1186 chapters, 31,102 verses, 789,650 words. This is the Word of God. I'm going to lay this Word right here. We're not going to come get you offering this morning. You're going to have to walk it up here. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you get your offering, the first step you take... You're taking a step toward a blessing of God. I've never preached this sermon that God didn't work miracles. Now, don't reach and get anything because you had not even prayed yet. You'll be in the flesh. So you'll give what's comfortable instead of giving what's going to make a difference in how God can bless you. I'm not asking you for me. This money's not for me. How many of you understand that? If you've got anything for me, I open up my left pocket. God told me to open up my left pocket years ago. First check it was put in his left pocket was $10,000. God said, just open up that pocket. I'll take care of you. You take care of my work. And I'm not going hungry. God's always met the need. Brother, would you come to the keyboard for just a moment? Amen. And you can make your checks this morning to James Payne Ministries. If you want a cash, uh, a record for your cash giving, we'll bring you an envelope. God may speak to somebody, and I, I feel like he's speaking to people to help me with at least 10 chairs. And I know that may be a, a large amount for you, but uh, you got to start. If you're going to have what you never had, you got to do what you've never done. And the reason we can do everything we do around the world is because when God speaks to us, we always obey Him. Is that okay? Is that okay? Uh, I haven't taken an offering for our ministry all year. This is the first offering for our ministry this year. The first Sunday, I was in Dothan, Alabama at First Assembly of God. And I was there to take an offering to start them on a three-year trip to get out of debt. That Sunday, $42,000 came in. They're only $300,000 in debt. And so we'll get them out of debt in three years. I'll go back each January receive an offer. Three years from now, they'll be out of debt. That'll be the 86th church that we've helped get out of debt. Amen. So would you just for a moment say, Lord, what would you have me do? Now, if you give according to what you can see, then you're not going to hear God. When I show these slides and think about everything we're doing, I have to step back and say, Lord, are we really doing all that? But God's helping us. God's helping us. And so I just, wanna, I just want you to ask God what He wants you to do. 
And in a moment, we're going to pray. And then I want you to bring your off and just lay it on this Bible. And then I'm going to lay my hand on it. We're going to pray over it. And I'll tell you in each service what the offering was. I'll tell you what we're able to do. But I'm just believing God to help us do what He's called us to do. Lord, I've shared my heart with this church. This is my church. This is where I call home. Lord, this church is getting ready to go where it's never been. Do what it's never done. See what it's never seen. As we walk by faith, Lord, I'm amazed at what you're able to accomplish through us. And Lord, I just pray as we give what we do have, that you'll give us what we don't have. As we give money, I pray you'll give us what money can't buy. And I pray we'll continue to feed the hungry. We'll continue to win the lost. I fell off the wagon. I fell on hard times. I even fell for all of old Satan's lies. Flat on my back, so low I could crawl. Just when I thought there was no place left to fall, I fell on my knees. I cried, Lord, help me, please. You know I can't make it on my own. He picked up. The pieces of my broken heart when I fell on my knees cause there was no place left to fall Lord, I've done things for which I'm not proud. I fell in sin. Yeah, I did it all. Just when I thought there was no place left to fall. I cried, Lord, help me, please. You know I can't make it on my own. He picked up the pieces of my broken heart when I fell on my knees, cause there was no place left to fall I fell on my knees when there was no place left to fall Alright friends, that's James Payne what a powerful message that was. And hey, if you want to contact James Payne, he has a website, jamespayneministries.com. And he is all over Facebook and Twitter now. So look him up on Facebook, contact him. He wants to hear from you. And drivers, we want to hear from you too. And we never like to close any program without asking you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you ever been saved? Would you like to be saved? 
Would you like to pray a simple little prayer and ask Christ to come into your heart? All you got to do is pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want this life that James is talking about. I want to be able to do more for you. Help me, anoint me, and use me to make a difference across this country as I travel this old lonesome road. God, I give you my heart. I surrender all. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, friends, if you prayed that prayer, if you meant it with all your heart, then call someone right now. Call call your wife, call your husband, call your friend, call your neighbor, call your pastor, or give us a call right here at Lonesome Road Ministries, 618-383-2107, or call my partner, Daryl Spicer, at Channel 21 Ministries. At 615-663-3199. So, Daryl, I know you've got something for the drivers out there that's just prayed this prayer and asked Christ into their heart. Well, we try to make it too hard sometimes to follow the Lord. But the Bible says in Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So we all fail every day. So if you've prayed that prayer, and you think tomorrow you're going to be a saint, and you're going to be walking on water like Jesus, you're probably, it's probably not going to happen. But because Satan's going to rest on your shoulder here in just a minute or two, if he hasn't already, and said, you can't do this. But you can do this because the Bible just told you you could do this, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So he'll help you, but you've got to reach out. You've got to step up and step out, like James said, with these footprints. Follow the Lord, and he'll lead you down the path of righteousness. Amen. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, you have become a new creation in Christ. And James has got a brand new song that's just out on the radio. And this is a great song, and it was written by a friend of his, Dale Way. This is a song that James didn't even write. And this tells you how much James Payne thinks of this song because he usually sings his own songs. He's written thousands of songs, but when he sings someone that he didn't write, then you know it's got powerful lyrics. And this is The Old Man Is Dead. seen in some time will stop by and ask me where I've been what's on my mind they want to know why I'm not drinking still painting this old town red I just tell them I'm serving Jesus now And the old man is dead The man you see before you We may look a lot the same We may wear the same same old name But you're looking on the outside If you could see inside instead You'd see a brand new man Cause the old man is dead I used to live such a wicked life I had no hope inside I was lost in darkness Just searching for a light 
Then one night in a little church After hearing what the preacher said I gave my life to Jesus Now the old man is dead a song and testimony called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And just like Gary Rayburn, if you said that prayer, then you've got a testimony. So let's go to the foot of the tree. Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those eighteen wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree 